Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Hey, this is Lee Nevis, host of CJ and Cell. Thanks for listening to the following podcast on Public House Media. This is Dr. Mariah White, host of Your Life Matters, here on Public House Media. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Once you are done with this episode, I hope you'll come check out my show, Your Life Matters, where we talk about dreaming big and dreaming bold to reach your wildest dreams in both your health and your happiness. A new show comes out every single Tuesday. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode of Your Life Matters. Thanks again for checking out the following broadcast on Public House Media. spouse of a long time. (laughs) As in almost 10 years, I have a love for health and fitness. I am a mom and also a registered dental assistant. Um, Again, thank you for being here with me today. And if you find that today's episode resonates with you, which it probably will, or that someone else you know could benefit from hearing today's episode, which they probably can, I definitely encourage you guys to share it. Also, I really appreciate any and all feedback, so if you would like to leave me some feedback, please feel free to email email me at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at Confessions of a Military Spouse, on Instagram at Confessions of a Mill Spouse, or at publichousemedia.org. So today's topic is a topic that's pretty close to my heart and definitely hits home. Um, And when I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about on today's topic, I took to the interwebs and the book of faces and I found one of those military spouse groups and I actually put it out there to them and kind of said, hey, what's some issues that you guys struggle with? And this was one of the issues that I got. And immediately I was like, yep, I can absolutely relate. And what I'm talking about is vacation. And while I'm sure you're thinking, what can you possibly say about vacation? I just want you to know that there is actually quite a bit that I can say about it. So let's just go ahead and get to it. First and foremost, vacation will always be a quote-unquote sore spot for me, and let me just tell you why. So when my husband and I got married, we got married like maybe a week before he had to check in on recruiting duty, if it, if it was even that long. Like, it may have been that we got married on a Saturday and he had to check in like the following week. Um, but with that being said, we clearly did not have time for a honeymoon. 
So our quote unquote honeymoon consisted of us unpacking boxes and moving into our new place so he could start recruiting duty shortly after. I also had a job lined up um, waiting for me. So that was part of it too. So I can't fully put it all on him, but um, still, it leaves a little bit of a sore spot with me. <laughs> and you got, we had also just moved from California to Missouri where he was on recruiting duty at and we were a newlywed couple. So, you know, we had to rent this town home and our funds were pretty limited. Um, but here we are almost 10 years later and a six, almost seven year old later. And I still haven't had my honeymoon, but I mean, who's counting? (laughs) No, who am I kidding? Of course I'm counting. (laughs) Anyway, on to vacation in general as a military family. Um, a lot of times, as you know, in the military, you're not stationed close to your family. If you are, you're extremely lucky, but that usually doesn't happen. Uh, We were stationed close to our family when my husband was on recruiting duty in St. Louis, Missouri, but that's the only time that we've ever been close to our family. Every other duty station that we've had has been somewhere in California, mainly San Diego, but also 29 Palms, which I loved, by the way. I know it's weird. Uh, so when we talk about being close to family, we are almost as far away from them as we could possibly be minus, you know, being in Hawaii or overseas or on completely opposite coast. But anyway, we're pretty far away from them. Definitely, obviously not within driving distance. I mean, I guess you could, but it would be like minimum of a two day driving trip. So when we talk about vacation as a military family... I'm sure a lot of military families can relate that our vacations are usually trips home to see our family. Um, My husband and I are lucky, I guess, in the sense that we grew up in the same hometown. And so both of our families are in the same place. So when we visit, we only have to go to one location, so to speak. But we still have to split the time, which isn't always an easy thing. Um, and I'm sure that most military families can also relate to that, but we'll talk more about that in just a minute. Right now, I want to talk about the fact that as a military member, your time off and days are, days off are limited. Military members can only accrue so many days of leave per year, and they can only have so many in total before they either don't get days or they have to use them because they'll lose them. So, I asked my husband about this because I had no clue, and he told me in the Marine Corps, you get two and a half days per month of leave, which is a total of 30 days per year, but they can only have 60 days of leave on the books each fiscal year. So after October 1st, which is their fiscal year, they can accrue another 30 days, but they have to use those 30 days before the next October 1st if they don't want to lose them. So bottom line, they can have up to 90 days for a year, but you have to use 30 of those 90 days or you just lose them. So when you think about it, 30, 60, or even 90 days seems like a lot, but in all actuality, it's really not. Um, the service members can also save those days and use them prior to retiring. There's a specific term for it, but I don't remember it, to be honest. Um, I told you guys up front that I am like not the best military wife. I'm not military wife of the year. And (laughs) there's a lot of things that I probably should know that I don't know, but 
part of the reason why I'm also doing this podcast. Um, <laughs> so if the service member is scheduled to get out, let's say August 1st, if they have 90 days of leave on the books, they can take those 90 days prior to their end of active service date, which would be August 1st, and still get paid. So essentially, they can get three months off with full pay, which is kind of nice, right? I mean, I would do that if I were retiring. Um, so a lot of military members, my husband, will try to save as much leave as possible so they can use that prior to retiring. So let's say, though, that they're early-ish in their career and they don't need to save those dates for retirement yet. So your spouse has 30 to 60 days of leave they can take. That's super exciting, right? Like you can finally go on a vacation. You're going to have all this time off to spend together. It's going to be fantastic. But then the military is going to pump the brakes and they're going to say, nope, not so quick, (laughs) because we all know that's how the military operates. Um, The military members vacation or leave, what is what they call it, has to be approved by the command of the unit, meaning someone has to sign off and approve for your spouse to take that time off. And you guys, to be honest, I have seen it happen where they won't do it. Either the unit's too busy, the spouse is too important of a member of what they're doing or whatever, and they can't afford to have them take off, whatever the reason or another, whatever it is, um, they don't always approve the service member to take that time off. But let's say that they do. Okay, the service member has put in the time off request or the leave request, and it gets approved. Even though they have 30 to 60 days on the books, there is no way that that much time will ever get approved in one sitting. Ever. Ever, ever. Unless you are close to retirement. So maybe your spouse is lucky enough to get 14 days off consecutively. Two weeks. Okay? That's great, right? But then comes the question of where are you going to go? What are you going to do? And in my eyes, like that's kind of the million dollar question. And most of the time, especially if the service member has been deployed, they're probably going to want to go back home because they haven't been home in however long. You know, if they've done a six month deployment and they had three months of training before that, and they didn't go home for six months prior to that. Like, that's almost two years that they haven't been home. So they're probably going to want to go back home because they haven't been home in that long. And they want to see family and friends. But we as spouses, we know that's not always where we want to go. Sorry to any of my family that is listening to this. I swear to God, I love you guys. <laughs> but especially if they've been deployed, like home is not, would not be my first choice of place to go whenever he got back if we were able to take a vacation. You know, we as spouses want to be with our spouses without having to share them essentially. And I'm sure that sounds so selfish, but I, I mean, other spouses out there will tell you this, that it. It's absolutely true. We don't really want to have to share our spouse with someone else when we already share them all the time with the military. But let's say now your spouse has gotten the approved time off and they're getting, let's say, 14 days off and you lost the battle of where you're going to go. You've given in and now you're going home. I'm not sure about all other spouses because I can only speak for myself, especially since my husband and I are from the same place. But when we go home, it doesn't really feel so much like a vacation. Um, And especially now that we have a kid. 
our parents love us. They do. But they love our kid even more. (laughs) And I feel like we spend most of our time and most of our days running around to see everybody. And not that I don't love that because I want everyone to see us and we want to see everyone too. But the fact of the matter is that sometimes it's just too overwhelming. And it's especially hard when everyone expects you to go to them, but not the other way around. And you guys, we've been doing this for a long time. My husband and I have been doing this for a long time. And I feel like we've tried it all from setting specific days and times to meet people to setting a generalized time and place that we could be so everyone could come see us. But unfortunately, none of it really works. We still spend our time at home running around trying to make sure we see everyone and do everything we want. Um, But it's primarily based around our daughter. My husband and I both have friends back home too that we want to see, but they also have kids. And it's really, really hard to coordinate all of our schedules with our kids' schedules and babysitters and still get together, especially when we're only there for maybe 14 days, which doesn't leave much weekend time because our family and friends still have lives that don't just stop just because we come home. Like, it would be fantastic if it did, but most of our family and friends still have, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five jobs, and then their kids are in extracurricular activities or whatever the situation may be. And it's not easy for them to just drop everything and for us to make plans just because we're home. And inevitably, it seems like someone is usually upset and someone usually takes the back burner when we're home. And the one thing that I've learned is that it's really hard to please everyone while we're there. And I think a lot of military families struggle with with this too. You know, we spend our time and our money to come home to visit family and friends, but we struggle because we feel like it's never enough for them. You know, we didn't spend time with so-and-so. We didn't spend, you know, enough days with this person or we stayed too many days with this person and not enough with that person. And, you know, I'm not sure that all military families feel like this, but from what I've heard and from what I've experienced, a lot of military families definitely feel this way. And speaking of money, like, let's talk about the financial aspect of it. For a family of three to fly from California to Missouri, it's not cheap. And it does not matter how good of a deal you find, it still isn't cheap, you guys. I have, like, become the queen of finding deals on flights, and it doesn't matter. Like, it's not cheap. And granted, Yes, we usually don't have to pay for a place to stay, and most of our meals are provided for us, but the amount of money that we have to spend on plane tickets alone is outrageous. And I know I've had the conversation numerous times of how it's not fair that we always have to come home, but no one besides my mom, and sometimes my dad, comes to see us. And the objection that I always get is that it's easier for us to come home because all of our families are there, and it wouldn't be as easy easy or as inexpensive for everyone in our families to come to us. Plus, they would have to take less time off work. Which, you know, speaking of time off work, if you're a working spouse like I am, I think a lot of times that factor isn't taken into consideration when talking about vacation or talking about going home. You know, I only work part-time outside of the home, and even though I'm part-time and not a huge role in the office. It doesn't mean that I'm not needed in the office and I don't have things to do because I do. So even I have to make sure that my time off gets approved. And since I'm only part-time, 
I only have part-time benefits, which means no paid vacation or paid time off. And I know a lot of military spouses are stay-at-home moms, which means they literally have nothing, no option. Like, they're not getting paid to be off. They're not getting reimbursed for their time gone. Like, granted, yeah, they probably don't have to ask about time off, but it doesn't negate the fact that they're still essentially losing money. And so not now, not only am I paying, you know, a small fortune for plane tickets, I'm missing, let's say, one to two weeks of work without pay. And then we still have our regular bills. You know, our world and life doesn't stop just because we take a vacation. And then there's one other factor that I want to talk about that I think a lot of military families also have to deal with is the fact that we have pets. We have two dogs in our family and we can't take them with us. First of all, one is too big. Secondly, they're just too old. So on top of us having to take time off work, me not getting paid, spending a small fortune of money on plane tickets, now we have to factor in the cost of someone to watch our dogs. And you guys, I'm not sure if you know or not, but dog care in San Diego is so ridiculously expensive. It's right up there with daycare. Can't even lie about it. So there is so much planning and a huge expense that happens when you take a quote unquote vacation. And I do understand that this isn't just military families that have this financial aspect of it. You know, I know all families experience this hardship when taking a vacation, but I think the difference is that the vacation a military family takes is usually going home to see family and it can be super stressful Whereas other non-military families are taking vacations together as a family to exciting new places and making all these new memories in, in these different locations. I think that the bottom line that a lot of military families struggle with is figuring out what's best to do in these scenarios. And you guys, I don't have all the answers. I don't have it figured out. But what I can tell you is that my husband and I spent a lot of time early on in our relationship going home whenever we got the chance. And to be honest, it caused a lot of financial hardship that we're still paying for. And it caused a lot of friction between us as a couple. So we finally decided that yes, we would go home, but we would go home when it was convenient for us, not for everybody else. We weren't going to put ourselves in a hard place to make it home for the holidays or to make it home for whatever other event was happening. We decided that as a military family and not being close to our family, that we would have to start and create our own traditions and we would start to do things for us as a family, things that would make us happy, things that were in our best interest as a family instead of trying our best to please everybody else. So what I want everyone to remember that's listening, if you're a military family and you found yourself in the same situation as me, you have to stop trying to please everyone and you have to learn to live for yourself and your family, not everybody else. And you guys, I promise that they're your family. They will eventually understand. And to all the families with loved ones that have their own families in the military, please hear me out. Please be considerate of them and do not... Please, please, please do not make them feel guilty for not always wanting to come home. I swear to you guys that we still love you just the same, but it is exhausting. And sometimes as military families, we want to do things for us and our families and take vacations and make memories someplace other than home. 
Thank you all for being here with me today. I hope you have a fantastic day and I hope that you were able to relate to some or all of today's episode. 